And we're going to do the same thing tonight for youth. We're going to look at the year in review. We're going to look back over this last year and look just how much things have changed from the beginning of the year to now. Uh, you got to remember a few things happened big this year. Number one, we came out of the whole COVID thing. It was crazy. And we said, you know what? We're just going to start meeting. So we came out of COVID after being in lockdown for a long time. Uh, I mean, our whole church shut down for months at a time. It was crazy. And we came. We started in January. It was great and exciting. And then if you remember in March, was it March? I think it was March. Was it March? March. March, not even a year yet. We moved into this new building in March, okay, which is crazy. And the week we moved, then we had the whole freeze Armageddon thing happen, right? Everything froze up for weeks. So we couldn't meet for a week or two. And then we came back in again. And so it was a crazy start to the year. But we eventually got rolling, and we had an incredible, incredible year, especially since in this new space here. So we're going to look at some stats, some information around that tonight, have some uh, conversation around that. I think it's important for you to know and look and see exactly what God's done. So throw that up there if you don't mind. So here's a bunch of numbers, okay, a whole bunch of numbers. Uh, we're going to go through this together, right? Don't worry about it. It's like all these numbers. Holy cow, what is all this going on up here, right? First of all, I want you to pay, look at that number right there. That's where we started the first, uh, the first Wednesday of, um, of uh, when we came back in January. First Wednesday was 42. The last Wednesday night of last year was our Christmas party. We had 145. Okay, 42 to 145, a little bit of growth, a little bit of growth here, just a little bit, okay, just a little bit. Um, this is an interesting number here. We have 39 people that volunteer on a regular basis here on Wednesday nights to make this happen. 39 adults give up their time. I don't even know if there's a bunch of money up there. That's because we wish we could pay them. We wish we could pay them right there. Okay. We have 39 volunteers. We have approximately 162 of you guys who attend regularly on a Wednesday night. 162. All right. Most of the time on any given Wednesday night, Wednesday night, we're between 100 and 120 here on a Wednesday night right now. Um, that means different ones are things that you've got school functions on, you're out of town, maybe you've got COVID, whatever stuff going on, okay? There's 162 of you that we see regularly through this uh, on Wednesday night, which is absolutely incredible. There's a lot of you. That's why when I see you sometimes at the door and I'm giving you high fives, I don't know your names. Okay. <laughs> like, hi, what's up, girl? What's up, God? Hey, dude, how's it going? Okay. <laughs> I know some of your names. I'm trying to learn. I really am. But I'm an old guy. Just be, 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 uh, be patient with me. All right. I'm old. Um, here's an interesting setup here. Uh, this year, we've had almost $18,000 given to us. $18,000. About 15000 of that was given because of camp. People donated money towards camp. Uh, another few thousand were given to different things we'd done. And then I don't even notice this drum set sitting up here. This entire drum set has been donated to us. Uh, it's electric set, yeah. That's about a $2,000 kit there. It's been donated. Some, some people have set it up for us. So here, it's yours. Take it. You can have it. No money back, which is great. This is how much money we spend just for Wednesday nights this last year. It cost us $14,229.66 to do a Wednesday night. Okay? That's a little bit of money. Um, here's how much we spent on snacks this year. $4,711.82. Right? That's how much it costs just to feed you guys on a Wednesday night. Okay? That's just chips and little Debbie cakes. Right? Which, which plays in this out of here. Here's approximately how many bags of chips we ate this year. 3,304. Okay. <laughs> you guys eat a lot of chips. That's all I know. Uh, to, to that end, I'm going to step on somebody's ear thing here quick. To that end, um, uh, to that end also want to be aware that uh, we, let, we have these chips. We're glad, glad you guys can eat or whatever. But when you come in, you bring the chips in. Have no problem with that. But when you leave, take the trash with you. Okay, because sometimes like a Wednesday night, like last Wednesday night, there was like 440 bottles in this room, okay? And it was like somebody had been eating chips for a year in one place, just piles of bags. I'm like, dang, do you need food? Do you need groceries at home? What's going on? You're okay, you know? Like you eat so many chips. and Take the trash with you. Eat all you want, but take the trash with you and throw it in the trash, please. So 3,304 bags of chips. Uh, we had approximately 1,864 Little Debbie Cakes, okay? You guys like your Little Debbie Cakes. You like your Little Debbie Cakes. Um, bottles of water, we had about 3,032 bottles of water consumed for the year. Uh, we had about half of those, about 1,560 were only half consumed. We find them every week. It's like you guys take one sip and put it down and leave it there. We're like, who's, I don't know, one drink's gone. I don't, I'm not going to drink it. I'm not going to throw it away then, okay? <laughs> we find half consumed bottles of water everywhere. I don't know what you're doing. I'm like, I'm so thirsty. I'm th That's enough. <laughs> you leave it sitting around somewhere, right? Uh, here's about 567 of those 3,000 bottles are left in this room every year, okay? We find bottles in here all the time. And that's, I understand now why you guys go to the bathroom so much, because you're drinking so much water. That's why you're going to pee all the time. Um, 
This is just another number to show you how we've grown through the year. This is 2019. I thought it was easier to compare 2019 than 2020 because of COVID and stuff. This is what we did for 2019 in terms of our growth and what we're happening. This has been this year, starting at 42 and ending up here around just around 125 or so, 145 or so for the year and averages. Uh, this is the quarters, which is quite interesting to see. Definitely we're on a growth curve, and it doesn't seem to be letting up any lately. Okay. Um, this is also total unique people checked in for the year. Okay. So we have 162 people that attend regularly, but this is counting every adult, every student, every person that has gone through youth this year. This is counting them, okay? So here's 2017. We had about 170-some-odd people come through the year. 2018 was a little bit up. It was like a 180-something, I think. 2019 dropped. 2020 was a rough year. It was COVID year, right? And now this year, boom, look at that. We had 382 people come through this year. 382 unique people come through this year. That's a heck of a lot of people. I don't know what's going on. Um, we played approximately 72 games this year, okay? We have 16 small groups. Uh, great stuff. Our snack increased from the beginning of the year till now. Our, our budget increased 135% just to feed you guys on Wednesday nights, okay? <laughs> and then our Wednesday night increase in terms of attendance is about a 94.8%, almost 100% increase. We almost doubled our size on average for the year. So... I think there's important things to see. I think it's important to know because this is what, how you've partnered with God this last year and what God's doing among us. Now, what we didn't include here, uh, a couple things we didn't include is I wanted to put a big banner like how many miracles happened this year. But I wasn't quite sure. But I knew of several miracles. I mean, we've seen people who had blood problems healed this year. We've seen problem with people with eye issues healed this year. We've seen people with problems with mental issues healed this year. We've seen people get saved this year. We've seen a whole bunch of you get baptized this year. We've seen all kinds of things. We've seen some incredible stuff. What other thing I, th I thought would be great to do, but there's no way to really track it, is how many things did you do for other people this year? I mean, just tonight, as I'm standing out there on the door, as I try to do every Wednesday night so I can see your lovely, beautiful faces come in and give you high fives so I can at least say I saw you when you came in the door. When you came in the door, I heard a story of someone just today, of one of you guys, someone had dropped their food in the, in the cafeteria carrying their, their lunch tray, and the food fell, and they uh, dropped their tray on the floor, and the food fell everywhere. And the comment was, while everybody else was laughing, this young man got up and helped this young lady clean up the food and help her get her to the table. And she goes, I can't quite remember his name, but I know he goes to youth here. It's Brendan. Brendan, I saw you worry, buddy, right there. That's Brendan. That stuff makes me happy. That makes me happier than all these numbers. Because these numbers mean nothing. These are amazing, by the way. This is incredible. God's obviously doing something. But these numbers mean nothing unless you're making a difference out there. It means nothing. This means, who cares? We could have the biggest youth group in town. So what? It means nothing unless you're living differently out there. Unless you're going against the grain when everybody else is laughing and you're standing up in the moment and helping someone. Are you one of the ones laughing? When everybody else is pointing fingers at someone, are you the one, one pointing fingers or are you on the other side walking with that person? See, that's the difference right there because that's what Jesus would do. And our goal here is to make us more like Jesus. Make this a better world. Make your life better. Make other people's lives better. But it only happens if we live like Jesus. It only happens if we live out what these numbers are telling us, that it's actively that God's doing something among us. There's so much so this year we had to go about halfway through the year we're looking at our snacks and stuff and like we we're blowing our entire monthly budget on snacks at one point this year and I went back to leadership and I was like guys uh, we got to do something because like what do you get what's wrong well we're spending all our money just on food feeding you guys feeding the students on Wednesday nights and what was amazing is the leadership here never once said no it's all right what do we got to do how do we adjust it they met with us let's increase the budget we, well we started to increase the budget. hadn't officially increased but started to increase in that process, I went back about two months later and said, guys, we're still growing. The budget you kind of said we could have, yeah, we need more because we're spending that now too on snacks. Okay. <laughs> and, we, and so we've gone back multiple times. Our budget's growing. And eventually they said, hey, listen, why don't you start a coffee bar to help fund youth ministry on Wednesday night rather than keep giving money all the time. So we're doing that now. The coffee bar will approximately double our budget this year. Double the money we can spend, which is great. We can do some bigger things on camp. which We can help a lot more people and doing stuff, which is amazing. Which leads me to Immerse. If money is an issue for your Immerse, you need to speak to us. It's only $50, but if it's an issue, please let us know, okay? If you haven't signed up for Immerse, please fill the application out. If you want to come but you're not sure you can come, fill the application out. 
The only thing we're really looking for in the application process is are you willing to grow? That's it. Are you willing to grow? We are going to have a lot of fun. We've got an, some amazing stuff planned. There is something, one thing on Saturday afternoon I'm so excited for because I know Jesus is going to encounter some of you on Saturday afternoon. I know it. I can feel it in my bones already, you know. And i got old man bones, so I can feel a lot, all right. But I can feel it. We, I know. We, we're excited about what God's going to do on that weekend, how he's going to take you deeper with him. So if you haven't signed up yet, make sure you signed up. If you need details of where the link is to get the application, then ask any of us in the room. We'll get it to you. As best as possible, we'll, all the ones we have on our database anyway, we emailed every parent on our database with the links and details and information. If there's still questions, they can come back to us. I sent a video out to your parents last week with information as well. So if there are any questions, they can still contact us. But we're sending stuff out trying to get information to you so you can sign up. I want you to sign up. Please come. Let's have an amazing weekend together. It's going to be a great time. Uh, 17, eight, oh, sorry, 18, 19, and 20, uh, Friday nights, all day, Saturday, Saturday night, then we're all coming together, church on Sunday morning, second service. There's going to be lots of fun for that, all right? So please sign up for that. Around that as well uh, is uh, um, uh, camps coming up. It's, it's one person excited. Okay. <clears throat> now, the reason I mention camp because camp is a pinnacle moment for us. It's a pinnacle moment in our year. Camp, everybody in here who was here for camp this last year recognized that it was camp when something definitely shifted, right? We felt it going into camp, things were lifting, and then the first night is like, okay, God's blown away, all our expectations are ready, he's taking us somewhere. And it was a radical week of incredible encounters, deep relationship, friendship building, lots of fun and games. It was an amazing, and it fundamentally transformed our youth ministry in four or five days. This year I'm even more excited because we're going to take more of you with us. We'll take about 150 students with us this year. Uh, with adults and everything, about 200 people to camp this year. We've got our own camp. The entire camp is ours. Um, for the last few years, we wanted to get a mud pit, but the camp we're at wouldn't let us have a mud pit for insurance reasons. As I said last week, I think, this year the camp already has a mud pit built in. They have a mud, so, so, so you know with our creative minds, there's a lot of fun things we're going to be doing in the mud pit. And because it's in Louisiana, we'll probably add some alligators in the mud pit just for fun, right? Just to have some fun. Um, so it's definitely going to be a lot of fun. Definitely make sure you sign up for camp. Sign-ups will happen. We'll start uh, later in February. We'll open that up once we're through Immerse Weekend. We'll open up sign-ups for camp. Definitely want to make sure you're there for that. The last thing I want to mention around all these stats and numbers and information, I think it's quite important. Some of our numbers, well, actually most of those numbers are, quite, are off when it comes to people numbers. Because some of you, when you come in, even though we tell you when you come in the door, check in, check in, check in. Some of you, literally, I'm sorry, check in, yeah, check in, yeah, check in, yeah, check in. And you go by and there's the, the iPad and you're like, check in, okay. Just go on like, hey, check in, yeah. <laughs> like you just don't hear us or something, okay. I want to explain to you the reason why we have you check in, all right. It's not just for counting numbers. The reason we have you check in is if something happens to you in this room or in some of the game one night or something, you fall and break your arm and your leg and your toe all at the same time, okay. If that were to happen in one of our games, and it could happen in one of our games, you never know, right? Along with a bunch of whipped cream on your face, maybe you choke on whipped cream, I don't know, okay? But something like that happens, we need to be able to get to your information quickly and easily to be able to call your parents or somebody who can come and help, and let's get you to the hospital as quick as possible. When we don't have that, when you haven't checked in, we got to dig through a whole bunch of stuff because almost 400 people came through this ministry this year, and we don't know where you are in that space, takes us a lot longer to find information, and when emergencies happen, time's important. So can I encourage you? Can I beg you? Can I use a big word? Can I implore you? Can I, can I, can I really pleadingly ask you, please make sure you check in. Okay, please make sure you check in. And I know all of you aren't checking in because every single week we're doing head counts, and we always end up with more people in the room than we do check in every single week, all right? So please check in. Um, obviously, if you're new, if you bring a guest with you and they're new for the first time, make sure you check them in at the desk and we get information so we can uh, call if something happens. We can be in touch with them, touch with parents, things like that, all right? For those of you who are guests with us tonight, welcome. Welcome to One Life Youth. We love having you. We love having guests here. Uh, turn to someone next to you, give them a high five, and say, I am beautiful. Now turn to the person on the other side and say, they are beautiful. <clears throat> now turn to the person behind you and say, you're eating too many chips. Slow down. <laughs> you guys are going to break our budget eating snacks. 
All righty. All the housekeeping stuff out of the way. So, uh, so, so just out of curiosity, those of you that are here tonight, those of you here tonight, uh, if just can I have you put your hand up? If you participated in the fast over the last three days with us as a church, can I just ask you to put your hand up real quick? If you put participated in the fast, look at that. Absolutely amazing. Well done. Well done. Well done. Well done. Well done. Yeah, big clap. Big clap. Now, uh, now, with that fast, I heard some of you passed out, some of you puked, some of you dropped over. Okay, All right. can I can I ask you when we do a fast again to be wise? Okay, we spoke about that last week. Okay, if you are dropping because your body needs energy, you need to be eating. All right, the goal is not to starve yourself. The goal is to focus on Jesus. Okay. So please be wise when you're eating, things like that. Uh, if you're getting sick and nauseous when you're fasting, you guys are growing, you're working out, you're gymming, you're doing all kinds of stuff. Just be wise in what you're feeding your body, okay? The goal is not to starve yourself and kill over, okay? That's not the point. The point is to connect with Jesus, all right? It's not like, a, I won, I did it, I starved myself. Great, for what purpose, you know? <laughs> so what? Um, the goal is not to lose weight, okay? It's not a weight exercise thing, okay? It's like a whole dieting plan, all right? Fasting for dieting, that's not the point, all right? point is connect with Jesus. So I encourage you next time. Great. Well done for those who are fasting. We encourage you, more of you, to get engaged with us, involved with us. We'll do another one of those in six months' time. It's a great time just to connect with God, see what he's doing in life as a church, see that he's speaking to you individually. Um, and over the last three days, I mean, I had a whole message planned out for the night, and like I normally do, and we send it out to the leaders in advance uh, before, so they can know what we're going through tonight. And um, coming in tonight, I, I text some list earlier today, and I said, listen, we're not doing the message tonight. We're canning that. Because over the last three days, I really felt God pushing me in a certain area. Me personally. And it leads to us as a youth ministry. So the last three days, I, I, as I said, I, I think I said it earlier tonight already. Um, but I came in uh, to, to the fast thinking, hey man, we had, I was looking at these numbers and stuff. And we had an incredible year last year. Wow, it was really, really amazing, you know. And uh, God, you've done some incredible things. If we can just sustain that this year, Lord, help us sustain that. That's what I was going into the fast with. Jesus, just help us sustain what you're already doing among us. Just keep that moving. Just help us sustain. That's all I got to do. And the first night of the fast, I was kind of laying in bed that night. And this story that's in Scripture in Luke chapter 11, which we'll read in just a moment, the story dropped in my, heart, my head. And, and I was pondering the story, listening, you know, kind of just thinking through it and praying through it. I drifted off to sleep that night. The next day, I got up and I thought, well, let me actually read the Scripture, what the story says. This is on Monday. So throw that scripture up there, Luke chapter 11, uh, verses, starting in verse 9. It says, so I tell you, this is Jesus speaking, by the way. Okay, this is the guy, Jesus, all right? He says, and so I tell you, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Your fathers, if your children ask for a fish, do you give them a snake instead? Or if they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. So if your sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? How much more? There are two things that stand out to me in this passage when I read it, and it's been sitting on me the last three days as we're going through this fast process. Go back to the first part of the scripture, please. Uh, it says, and so I tell you, keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on asking, and receive what you ask for. So at first, when I first read that, I was like, yes, you're going to sustain it. Great. I'm excited. It's good. Pressure's off. It's going to be a great year. And as I kept on reading, ask Knock, seek, you'll find. Great, yes. We're seeking, we're knocking. Sustain us, Jesus, sustain us. And he gets to the bottom. He goes, hey, you. Your boys want something? Landon wants a, a, a remote control car for Christmas. So I go, great, here's a car. <laughs> Ooh, lovely, right? Thinks he's excited by that? But dad, I was wanting a remote control car. What would be even worse if he said, dad, I want a remote control car. I said, great. Here's a turd from our dog. Want that? It's kind of what he's saying there, okay? At Christmas time this year, Landon was specifically asking for a remote control dog. I'm not sure why. Maybe he doesn't feel our dog loves him enough, okay? <laughs> he wants a dog that only loves him when he commands him to, you know, kind of thing. And he kept asking, I would say, what are you getting for Christmas, Landon? A remote control dog. 
really? Are you sure? Yes, I'm getting a remote control dog. Are you sure you're getting a remote control dog? Yes, a remote control dog. This is months before. A few weeks go by. So what do you want for Christmas? A remote control dog. Okay, so we're looking, looking at remote control dogs. I mean, he's four years old. It's not like he can do something super complicated, right? So we're looking, 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 looking. Christmas morning comes. Open the presents, open the presents. He finishes the presents. He gets some stuff he likes. He's like excited about what he's getting. Yeah, he's excited. Yeah. He finishes open the last present. He looks at me and says, where's the dog, Dad? <laughs> I don't know. Where's the dog? Let's see. If, is there another present under this tree for you? There has to be, Dad, because there's not a remote control dog here. So my boy understands something about me being a dad already, right? He understands that I'm going to give him good gifts. Now, when he's asking for something, his dad's most likely going to do his best to give it to him. And the scripture says that if I'm a sinful guy, if I blow it and make mistakes, if I know how to give good gifts to my boy, then how much more does my Father in heaven want to lavish gifts of the Holy Spirit on me? How much more? Those, that phrase stands out, how much more? And for the last three days, that's all I keep hearing him ask me is, how much more do you want, Adam? Because I'll give you what you ask for. You're asking just for enough. You're just enough. Like, I, just enough, just sustain us, just enough. No more, I'm good, but happy with that. But how much more do you want? And I had to get honest with myself. Well, if I'm thinking about this, how much more do I want? I know what I want for you guys. I want to see miracles upon miracles happen in your life. We saw four or five miraculous things this last year. I want to see 50 this year. I want to see you pray for your friends in school and in the mall and at home. I want you to come here with stories of miracles happening as you pray for people. I want to, I will, I'm preaching, I'm doing it, don't worry. I am waxing lyrical. <laughs> yes, yes, that's what I'm liking. I want to see you Engage your friends who don't know Jesus, and I want to see your friends come to Jesus this year. We baptized, I don't know, was it 14 or 15 students after camp this year? I want to baptize 30 students after camp this year. This year, we, we were averaging 125 students average or whatever the last part of the year as we're going into the, the new year, 125, 120, something like that, students. I want to go to this next year, I want us to be averaging 175, 200 students. Not for the sake of numbers, because you guys are reaching out and people are saying, hey, the life of Jesus is here. The life of Jesus are in these people in this room. I want to see some of your moms and dads on Sunday mornings coming to church with you. I want to see some of your brothers and sisters coming to church with you. I want to see Jesus do amazing things among us. Now, when I say that, can I be honest with you? I get scared. I get scared. When we first took over last year, we came into the, to the youth ministry leadership team. We were meeting early in the year. And I felt, them, I felt God say, uh, you need to faith. You have faith for $15,000 to be given to you to help support fund camp. $15,000. I told the students that, and most of them thought I was crazy. Because we had never faith, stood our faith out like that for, for a specific thing, for $15,000, a specific number. We'd never really stepped out like that before. And they thought I was crazy. And I was like, all right, Jesus, you've got to come through. We put it out there now. You've got to come through. And we waited, and we waited, and we waited. It's getting closer and closer to camp. And I'm like, uh. And people say, are you going to announce anything? Say something Sunday morning like we need people to give $15,000? Nope, not going to do it. Did the same thing we did every year. As you come to camp, if you'd like to sponsor a student, let us know. Simple as that. Nothing else. Somebody came behind the scenes a few weeks before we were ready to go to camp and said, hey, whatever you need to go to camp, whatever the shortfall is, we'll pay for all of it. There's our 15000 <laughs> Done. Yes, that's amazing. And as the person told me those words, it's like Jesus spoke in my heart. Hey, Adam. Wouldn't it be even a better story if you didn't, have, you didn't have to come back to this person and ask for the 15000 Wouldn't it be even better to go back to this person and say, listen, everything's came in and you can keep the money? But that's crazy. That's just crazy. To, that's crazy. You can't do that. So I went back to the leadership students. I told them, hey, listen, guys, 
told them the story, 15,000 come in, we're like, man, this is incredible, Jesus is amazing. And our faith started to grow and lift. It's about three or four weeks before camp, that's where we started feeling our faith jump up there. And I told them, wouldn't it be no better, crazier story? It'd be crazy. Wouldn't it be better to be out, not to have to go back to the person and tell them we needed the $15,000 now, they're ready to give it. Wouldn't it be crazy? Yeah, it'd be crazy. It'd be so crazy. Kind of half-heartedly hoping we could believe, but not sure we really believe that, right? You know? You know, kind of thing like, yeah, yeah, I believe. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. In case it doesn't happen, I'll step my foot on this side of the line just a little bit, just in case. Kind of went in like that. And in the next few weeks, without asking, money started coming in. Extra started coming in. Extra started coming in. And it came time to camp, and we didn't have to ask that person for a single dollar. All the money came in. I was scared those last few weeks. Honestly, I was scared. What if it doesn't happen, Lord? What if we put our faith out there and it didn't happen? I've had that before. I had a friend of mine praying for a person in a wheelchair. I was telling the boys about this the other day. In South Africa, it was Australia or South Africa, where is it? I can't remember. Anyways, one of those two. But he was, he, uh, was preaching at a big conference space, and people were getting healed. It was amazing what God was doing that night. And he had faith. He felt he had faith for this person in a wheelchair. And so the person came up, and he, he went back to the person, rather, and, and knelt down on his knees in front of this guy and told him what he's feeling in faith, that God wanted to heal him and, and, and cause him to walk tonight. The guy's like, okay, great, sure, whatever, you know. So my friend started praying for them, and he read a bunch of scripture over there and prayed for them some more. He said, come, we got to test this faith out. we gotta, we got to practice this faith. I need, let's stand you up. And the guy's like, okay. So my friend picked him up and stood him up like this. He goes, walk in Jesus' name. And he let the guy go. And boom, on the floor. Exactly. Ha-ha. Oh. Oh. Can you imagine what happens to your faith level? Just drops like, Okay. All right, that's not, this is not good. So they quickly picked this guy up and they put him in the wheelchair. And the guy's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just believe God, I believe God. The guy's like, it's okay, it's okay. After the meeting, the guy came back, came back to my friend. And he said, listen, so I just want you to know, it's okay God didn't heal me tonight. He said, because no one has ever had faith like you had for me tonight. I've never felt more love than I've felt tonight. So he said, anytime you want to stand me up, you can stand me up. Anytime. We'll keep trying. Anytime. Anytime. On the flip side, I've seen people come out of wheelchairs. There was a young girl at a youth ministry number a long time ago. I was preaching a series of meetings. God was doing amazing things. We were supposed to do like three nights kind of vibe, like an immersed kind of thing, you know. And we ended up going for six weeks. I preached five nights a week for six weeks. It was incredible what God was doing. And there was a young girl there uh, coming to a wheelchair every night. She had a, a, a circulatory disorder. Every time she stood up, her blood would drain, basically drain from her head, and she'd pass out. Now, the doctors at Duke University Hospital didn't know what was going on, running all kinds of tests, what was going on, what was going on. It's been over a year now going through this process with her. And uh, she was, she, she'd come a few nights, and that, then we were having the service one night, and um, uh, we're in the middle of worship. I'd already preached. We're in the middle of worship, and people are celebrating, and people, some students got saved that night. It was amazing. They met Jesus. And uh, we're in the middle of worship, having a great time celebrating. And then I see this girl through the windows, like a building like this, but it's like little windows along the aisles like this, looking outside. I'm, we're, I'm kind of on the side of the stage, and I see this girl go, boom, run by the windows. Was that, was that Sherry? Sure enough, on this side, boom, run by the windows. That's Sherry. What's she doing? What's she doing? What's, somebody go get her. Somebody go get her. And they brought her, and she came running down the aisle. Yeah. Running down, and there was a young guy behind her with a wheelchair, <laughs> carrying the wheelchair. You know, <laughs> came running in, and she was instantly healed while we were worshiping. So I've seen people come out of wheelchairs, so I know God can do it. But what happens when we put our faith out there for things? To how much more of Jesus? It's scary. Some of you want to put your faith out there for a friend, for a brother or sister, for your family. But you're scared, and I get it. I'm scared talking to you about it tonight. But I know for three days straight, I can't get this out of my mind, the heart. How much more? A sinful father knows how to give good gifts. How much more does our Heavenly Father want to give us the Holy Spirit? How much more? So as we look back over the last year quickly and look at the numbers and all God did and amazing things, it was incredible. But what are you expecting this year? What are you expecting God to do in your life this year? 
Maybe you're here for the first time tonight, like, hey, brother, this, this is all new to me, dude. You're like way out of my league. Hold on here. You're, like, you're talking way over there. I'm just here taking things out. I came here to scope out a few girls tonight. That was about it, you know? <laughs> I came here, with, my, I came here with, with a girlfriend tonight. That's all I'm here to do. I'm done, right? I'm, but you're here for a reason. And I believe Jesus is asking you the same question. How much more do you want from your life? Do you want to run around the same things over and over again, or do you want something different for your life? Some of you are here tonight, and every Wednesday you come, you come, you play, you have fun. You don't listen to anything we say at a Wednesday night. You hang back there. You play your games on your phone. You hang back and talk with your friends. You eat the food. You leave. You go home. This means nothing to you. No problem. We love you. We love you being here. But guess what? You're here for a purpose and a reason. And every week, you hear us talk about Jesus. And tonight, he's asking you the same question. How much more do you want from your life? See, the reason some of us come in here and completely disconnect, the reason we come in here and chat with our friends the whole time and don't connect with anything else going on around us, the worship, the preach, nothing else, is because we are afraid to ask for anything else because we're just surviving right now. And you're afraid to ask for something more. You're afraid you've been hurt too many times. You've been hurt by people. You've been hurt by adults. You may be being hurt by people right now. But he's here saying, I love you. How much more do you want for your life? Because what you ask for, that's what I'm willing to give you. How much more do you want? Some of you aren't sure about coming on Immerse Weekend. You're nervous about it. Not sure if it's really for you. How much more do you want from your life? How much more? So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask you to sit just for a moment in silence. I want you to think about process and pray with, the, with God and say, all right, here's what I, I'm a bit scared to ask for, it, but I'm kind of asking for it, but not really asking for it, but maybe I am asking for it. Because you've got to be honest, right? Be honest. I'm scared. I'm scared coming into tonight, putting this out in front of us. Because some things may not happen, and I've got to be okay with that. And know that God loves us anyway. That I don't understand the big picture. But I want you to join with me in that. Because as you walk in faith, that's where you grow. As your faith steps out there and engages God and what He's doing in your life, that's where things begin happening. If you want to see God do stuff in your life, you've got to step out. When you step out, He moves on your behalf straight away. Every single time. When you step out, He moves straight away. He meets you where you are. But what do you want? How much more? What are you trusting for this year in your life? You can actually sit right where you are, keep your heads bowed, or not bow your heads, but just close your eyes for a moment. Just close your eyes for a moment. <clears throat> and just take a few moments and have a conversation with God. Maybe you've never done that before. Maybe it seems strange and weird. Just talk like you're talking to a friend. <laughs> What's stirring in your heart? As I spoke tonight, people, faces came to your mind. Situations came to your mind. Circumstances came to your mind. Maybe those are the things that God's asking you how much more. He's asking you, what do you want? What are you asking me for this year? I pray, Father, you'd speak right now. Speak to these students. Speak to their hearts. Stir their spirits. For how much more of your Holy Spirit have a phone or something on you right now, I encourage you to write out, type a note somewhere. If you don't have anything on you, maybe when you get home tonight, but write out what you're expecting, what you're stepping out in faith for this year. How much more? What are you asking God for this year? You've seen what he's done this last year. Write out what are you expecting to do this year?
What's in your heart? What's he speaking to you for your life? Maybe it's for us as a youth ministry. What's, what, what are you saying to you? Let us know. Take a moment and write it. If you have something to write, take a moment and write it now. last piece of this God's ready to move for you he's ready to give you the how much more the big piece in the middle says ask seek and knock in other words what's your part in this journey this year you're gonna have to step out step beyond what makes you comfortable he may be pushing you in worship he may be pushing you in speaking to your friends about your faith he may be pushing you in reading scripture he may be pushing you in spending time in prayer. He may be pushing you to engage. There's students at school which you know. People are always pointing fingers and laughing, and he's saying, you need to go next to them, walk with that person this year. What is it he's asking of you? And as you step out, watch him step out. Ask, seek, and knock. There's activity. You have to be about the business as well, okay? I'm going to ask you to stand for just a moment, please. Worship team, go ahead and come back up here. <clears throat> Let's spend some time worshiping, just responding to what God's saying. These two songs are great. If you want prayer for anything, find some people around you. If you want to come down front and worship, please feel free to come down and worship. We'll see what God's going to do with us these next few moments. But I encourage you to respond and worship to how much more God's asking of you. Okay, Respond and worship as we sing these, this song. You're welcome to come down front if you want.
want you to just focus here just for a second, okay? Oh my goodness, I don't know about you guys, but the Holy Spirit is like thick in here. I don't know if you guys have ever just like stood before the Lord and just like trembled. Um, but when we were singing that last song with the fresh wind, I was standing in the back and it's like I could physically feel God's like presence, like just literally like ripple across the room. And he gave me an image of all of us just like in complete surrender, like face down on the ground, like just like face down, just like surrendering. And, and all of a sudden this wind comes through the room and everyone just starts standing up and, and lifting their hands and just praising God. But we were all in a posture of surrender to get to that fresh wind place. So if you're not in a place where you're ready to surrender, I'd love to pray with you. But you just got to be in a place to surrender and he just wants to give you a, a, a fresh wind. Um, so I just wanted to talk about uh, this, I guess this, I don't really know what you call it, like a revelation almost that happened to me over the the fast. So I was reading, um, I want to say it was Ephesians 5.18. I could be wrong though, so don't quote me on that. But um, I was reading over the fast on, I want to say the Monday maybe. Um, it was talking about how, um, it was talking about, it says, do not get drunk on wine for that is debauchery, but be filled with the spirit. And that's just something that like, right over in the past I was like okay don't go out getting drunk follow Jesus you know and I just like kind of read it as that at first and was like okay next verse but then I really like I think I was driving to uh, lift that night and I just realized that it's so much more than that it's the getting drunk it, the part we're talking about getting drunk it's saying that's representing the things in this life that are holding us down our addictions whether that be drugs drinking pornography the things that are holding us down those are the things that are keeping us from that perfect relationship and joy that we have in God and those are things that they're they're always asking for us what more can we give them and we need to serve them and holding us from the joy that God is giving us and that's just one thing as I was driving I was just like how merciful is our God that we should be left to these things to live with these things that are constantly asking of us and constantly asking us to bring and serve them when it's only tearing us down that we have our God, that we can keep asking him, God, what more can you bring on us? And he just keeps on giving because he's so good. He's, he just, yeah, I was just overwhelmed with how, the joy that we can find in God. It just something that I never thought of, something that like, just, I was thinking about now and I just started like, sort of like what Rachel was saying, I could feel the spirit of God. Like I, I was just all of a sudden started shaking and, but it felt good. I don't really know how to explain it. <laughs> but um, just if you're feeling like in a spot where you're feeling dragged down by these things in life, I'm happy to pray with you. But just, yeah, that, yeah. So two things there I think it's important to respond to, that you may be struggling in various areas. As I said, the drugs, drinking, the, the, the pornography, but it also may be gossiping. You may be being held back by looking the right part, being the right person, having the right clothes, having the right shoes, having the right friends. I can't be seen with the wrong friends. You may be being held back because of that. You're so trapped, always stressing about what you look like and how you're looking to other people or how you're appearing. That may be the thing that's holding you back. Maybe you're being held back because you're in a relationship you don't need to be in. being held back by eating disorders whatever it is you're struggling with God's saying lay it down lay it down ask and I'll give I'm a good loving father put your faith out what are you believing for you don't even believe it's possible to be free from some of these things right now ask and watch him give ask and receive watch what the Holy Spirit will do so that's you we're going to go back and sing this song again as we go back and sing this song again, find someone to pray with you. Maybe it's a friend on your right or left. Maybe you need to find a leader, a student leader. Maybe find an adult leader. Find someone in the room. But don't leave your night with physically surrendering. Go into someone saying, I need to surrender this thing tonight. I'm struggling here. Pray with me. Don't leave the room with something like that tonight. Rachel's up here. Sana's up here to pray with you. We want other them to pray with you as well. They're right here. Come to them. Okay. Find other leaders in the room. But don't leave here struggling tonight. Surrender everything. Fresh wind.
Here's what I want you to do. I want you to find someone to pray with right now. Almost done. Okay, I want you to find someone to pray with. Maybe you never prayed together before. Maybe you don't even feel like praying. So just stand in a circle and look at each other. So find someone. Go ahead, find somebody. Maybe you're all uncomfortable. We'll just stand there and be uncomfortable together. It's okay. You don't have to pray. Just hang out together. Okay? Put your hands on each other, on your shoulders. Just pray a fresh wind of God's Spirit on each other right now. Maybe you need to chat to someone. Maybe you need specific prayers around a specific situation. Maybe it's difficult. You let them know, I need prayer for this. Tell them what you need prayer for. Thank you. 